Welcome to the Baseball Show, Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 or the new ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. For the Chicago Cubs, five games set against the St. Louis Cardinals this weekend. You Darvish on the mound tonight. Abdallah for the Chicago Cubs. And when we look at this series, we'll take your phone calls at 312-332-3776. It's the baseball show. Black and Abdallah with you tonight till 7 o'clock. Cub fans, five games set. How many wins do the Cubs need to get? We just heard Mark Greco tell Tom Waddle that the Cubs need to take care of business this weekend. Put away the Cardinals. I agree with that assessment. The Cardinals are creeping up behind you in the standings, and they're just floating back there. But you know they have to make up a ton of games with double headers. This is your opportunity at home at Wrigley. Make sure you make some noise. Get at least three of the five games, if not four of the five games. Put away the Cardinals this weekend. That would be a good Labor Day weekend for the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, absolutely. The Cubs are three and a half up right now on the Cardinals, four and a half up on the Brewers, five and a half up on the Reds. So, you know, they're in a good position right now, but with five games, you know, a lot of that could flip. And the problem with this, Chris, is you've got a doubleheader tomorrow, right? Like, you've got you Darvish going tonight. I know Flaherty's a good pitcher, but you Darvish, Cy Young candidate, should be able to go out and give you at least a quality start, and then hopefully the offense is hitting the ball well, and they can show up and get a win. The problem is tomorrow, where you've got Alzale pitching, and then a bullpen game. And how, how's, the, how's the Cubs' bullpen, last I checked? Not great. So, to me, tonight, if you want to set the tone for the series, tonight's, I'm not calling it a must-win. They're three and a half games up. But to, tonight's as close to as must-win as you possibly can get going into tomorrow where you have a guy who's being called up to pitch a game now Alzale is a decent pitcher he's not a scrub but you know you don't know what to expect when you're getting it from him and then you've got the bullpen game so to me you're probably gonna lose you could probably split those games but you're probably gonna lose that bullpen game like eh, judging the Cubs bullpen you're probably gonna lose that game right it's not like Jose Quintana is coming out of the bullpen for you a guy who you can count on as a starter and can give you three or four innings right you know you're going straight bullpen game you don't know what you're gonna get there exactly so to me again they're three and a half up I'm not calling tonight a must win but as far as the series goes to get a series win Tonight is a must win. Yeah, the Cubs are up three and a half games on the Cardinals. They are up four and a half on the Brewers, five and a half on the Reds, and the Pirates are out of it in the NL Central. And that's where we start with our first pitch tonight. The first pitch. Play ball. Throwing out the first pitch, and I have to say this was rather impressive. On the baseball show. Right. There's your first pitch and then some. On ESPN 1000. All right, the first pitch. We are looking at the Chicago Cubs as they face the Cardinals this weekend, a five-game set. We were talking about you, Darvish. He's the starter tonight for the Cubs. He enters the game with a uh, six-game winning streak, which is a career best. 
He's gone six and zero with a zero point nine two ERA in his last six outings since July thirty first. He's walked eight and struck out forty seven in that stretch. He's limited opponents to a batting average of two oh nine and an on base percentage of two fifty seven and a slug of two seventy three. He really has been the best pitcher in the National League over the course of the last month. And so for you, Darvish, and the Chicago Cubs, that's what you have uh, as far as pitching goes tonight. But did you see the lineup? Because uh, the news that has come out today is not only have the Cubs uh, re-signed uh, Pedro Strope, he will be rejoining the team if you missed that earlier today, but also uh, Ian Happ will not be playing today. He's not going to the IL after getting hit in the face with a ball that he fouled off last night or yesterday, but he's not in the lineup today. Did you see what the lineup is today for the Chicago Cubs? Yes, I'm looking right at it right now. You've got Kyle Schwarber is leading off. Oh, how did that work in the past as Schwarber with your leadoff bat? Not how did great. that work? Not great, but okay. I give get, me, give me does, the rest of the lineup. He doesn't want to put Bryant uh, in that spot because it's a lot of at-bats, and he's been, you know, but Bryant is batting second. Anthony Rizzo's batting third and playing first. Javi Baez at short. Hayward in right. Contreras is your DH. Caratini uh, in center. Maben in center tonight. And Kipnis is your second baseman. Okay, so when we look at the Cubs, right, this team has had a problem at the top of the lineup for the last couple of years. And we've kind of brought up the idea that, remember when Dexter Fowler was here, as Dex went, the team went, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He go, we go type of thing. Mm-hmm. And with Dexter Fowler at the top of the lineup, they've been searching the last couple of years to find the right guy in that spot. Schwarber's been in that spot mm-hmm. before. He's failed. Yeah, Chris Bryant's been in that spot before. Doesn't seem comfortable. No. They have tried other individuals in that spot. Rizzo, for a short period of time, he's been somewhat successful. But it seemed as if finally this season, with Ian Happ and the great season that Ian Happ has had to this point, it seemed as if they have finally found their leadoff guy and they found a way to kind of hit some kind of a rhythm within this lineup. Yeah. So so now with Ian Happ going down and not being able to play tonight, heading into this all-important five-game set against the Cardinals, I wonder if Cub fans are concerned over the fact that not only is Happ out, but now you might be screwing with Schwarber, who's now batting leadoff when we've seen him in the past not be successful in that spot. Look, hopefully it's one game. Hopefully this is just a precaution. You keep him out tonight. Because you have your ace going in you, Darvish. You've got, and then you're playing four games in three days, right? You've got two games tomorrow. You're playing Sunday, and you're playing the wraparound on Monday. So, I hope that this is just a day to day thing, like um, like David Ross said. His eye is still a little bit swollen. That swelling goes down by tomorrow. You've got him in there for the doubleheader. You've got him in there on Sunday. You've got him in there on Monday. So, hopefully, this is just a one day thing where Kyle Schwarber has to be your leadoff uh, hitter because you're right. He's not, he has not been successful in this position. And I assume as soon as Hap comes back, he's going to go right back into that leadoff spot. Bryant will be batting second. Rizzo will be batting third. You move Schwarber back down to where he was. So this is just for a game. Hopefully, hopefully Hap comes back tomorrow and this is not an issue. You want to talk baseball with us? This is the baseball show. You can call us at 312-332-3776. Mark in Lake Forest, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mark? Hey, gentlemen, uh, first, congrats to Sylvie. I'm so proud of him, and I know that you guys share that same sentiment. Absolutely. And, uh, just a great day, man. So I, I do think that this weekend is pretty pivotal. Uh, I'm a Canadian. I grew up watching the Blue Jays and the Tigers, and I remember 87, 
Jays up three games in the division, four game series going against the Tigers. They got swept. They lost the ALCS. And this, with a shortened season, this just seems really reminiscent of a weekend that could really turn uh, the division on its head. And I wanted to share that perspective. And it's going to be critical for them to do something positive, like at the very least, that they can't afford to just lay this one up. Yeah, Mark, and that's a good point because I would also look beyond the five games against the Cardinals. Uh, you face the Reds at home for three, mm-hmm. and then you go to Milwaukee, and you have a, Bra- a Brewers series. So, like, as, as Mark's kind of saying, like, the division will be decided within the next week and a half to two weeks. Like, this is crunch time when it comes to all of these divisions kind of starting to shuffle out and trying to figure out who is going to make the playoffs where seating will be, and who will win each and every division. Yeah, and I, that's why I think I agree with Mark that this is, you have to set the tone for this series. Don't let the Cardinals think that they're going to turn this series into them being first place when they walk out of Wrigley. Like, this is the, this should be the tone setter. You, Darvis, you, there's no better way to start this series. I mean, the only better way would be to have Ian Happ leading off, but you don't have that luxury. So, you've got you, Darvish, go out there, first inning, set the tone, can take as long as you want to in between pitches. That's fine. This is going to be a five-hour night. And then and then when you go into tomorrow, try to split the doubleheader so at least you've taken two out of three and then move on to Sunday and Monday. Okay, uh, this is a fully interactive show, the baseball show here on ESPN 1000, yeah. each and every night at 6 o'clock. Shane tweets the show at Adam A. Abdallah and at Chris Bleck. I need a Javi Baez motivational speech. Got to turn the swag up to 100. Abdallah, Baez is your guy. Can you give Baez a motivational speech for this weekend? He heads into the uh, action today, batting 194, 235, 374 for his slash numbers. His weighted runs created plus is 58. That is well below average in Major League Baseball. Uh, Javi Baez needs the swag he needs a motivational speech is there a song that comes to mind that you would require for your motivational speech is there something that you have in the back of your head that you say like this will really get hobby going is there something that you can think of something that do you do you need your jurassic park music no no hey no. i know that you love no. jurassic park i, so I, I thought it's that my maybe... favorite movie okay, okay. all right uh, is it is it more of like terminator no, it's not judgment day time for our bias to step into the box in the uh, i don't no. think you'll have this in the hopper over okay. there all right all right what, okay what are you looking for i uh i don't normally it, do this is it cold place fix you it is he not. needs to be fixed no 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 like th- this is like if he was that was like if he was injured for the year like if you were like Javi's missing right. the year do you need some of the like no get out of here with that all right I mean, I mean, my left stroke just I mean, that's closer Kendrick? that's closer that's Could closer that's closer right, that's closer right. but again just to make sure, can, can you give him a motivation to have what i have in mind okay. and i t- i i don't I, I would like to give him my own speech but i feel like when you're trying to reach a player when you're trying to reach someone. Are you are you managing him now? Are who you are struggles you, so yeah. hard? And if I was if I was David Ross, and I'm not David Ross, I would okay. be Adam Abdallah, the manager, not David Ross, the manager. I would sit down a 194 average for bias, and I would I would sit there and I would look at him and I'd say, Javi, <sighs> hopped up out the bed and, and turned my swag on, took a look in the mirror, and said, "What's up? <laughs> y- yeah, y- you need to get money." Turn your swag on. 
It's time to turn it up. Yeah, yeah. Put your team and then your theme song on. It's time to turn it up. I've got a question. Why are they hating? I got a question, Javi. Why are they hating? 194 average. You didn't do nothing to them. But count your money. Put on your team and hold your stuntin' boy and say what's up. And turn on your swag. Turn your swag on. That's pretty good. Say what's up. Say what's up. Get money. Baseball show. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. <laughs> Michael in Rogers Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Michael? Hey, what's up, you guys? Uh, I just had a, 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 a comment about, about the Cubs and, and the series. Mm-hmm. I know everybody's kind of hyped about these Darvish, but that guy they're facing, Flaherty, ain't, ain't, ain't too bad either, you know. Yeah. So uh, my thing is this is it's just kind of reminiscent of the last year when they hit that lead and everybody thought they was going to win the division and they ended up losing. They actually fell three games behind the leader. So my thing is this. They haven't been that great since they started off 13-3. and Haven't they been like 6-10 since or something like that? And other than the Pirates, that's been about it. Yeah, that's a good point, Michael. And Flaherty, uh, to this point in the season, is 2-0 with a 1.93 ERA. He's been fantastic. Last time out, he faced Cleveland on Saturday. Uh, he threw five, uh, yeah, Saturday, five innings, three hits, one run, one earned, one home run, two walks, five strikeouts, uh, five innings of work, the loss in a uh, final in 12 against the Indians, but the Cubs have faced him once already this year. He only went an inning and two-thirds innings, uh, one in two-thirds innings, uh, as the Cubs won that game back on August the 19th. Uh, but Flaherty, very good. You Darvish, very good. And to Michael's point, you know, the Cubs have to take care of business. Over the last couple of weeks, they've not been playing well. It was on this show a couple of weeks ago, heading into the White Sox series that we talked about, how the Cubs were really the tale of two teams at the halfway point, the 30-game mark mm-hmm. of this season because they started off 13-3 and and then played sub-500 baseball for the next 15-plus games. And, you know, like that plays into the idea of why this Darvish start is so big for the Cubs because they lost yesterday. They lost to the Pirates yesterday. The, you know, like take care yeah. of business there. Like that could easily roll into a Cardinals team that knows – that they are hunting the Cubs as the number one team in the division, coming in here with five games. They could really do damage. I have faith that the Cubs will be able to figure it out and win some ball games this weekend. But again, to the last caller's point, this is a big series. It absolutely is. And I think that, you know, they're, look at their last 10 games. They're 5-5. Five and five. They're a 500 team. This is what they are. I believe that they are truly a 500 team that got off to a hot start and then regressed back to what they are. They are a 500 team. But they had the luxury of starting off so hot, and now you have to maintain that lead. And, you know, your lead is now three and a half games. And to maintain that, you got to keep beating up on your division. So you have to keep beating the Cardinals. You have to keep beating the Brewers. You should be beating up on the Reds and the Pirates. So in order to do that, the first step is winning tonight and then 
trying to split a doubleheader or winning both games of a bull, one is a bullpen game and one is Alzale, and then see what you know Hendricks and uh, and uh, uh, John Lester can do. You know, one note that uh, I want to bring up here while we're still talking Cubs baseball. If you want to join us, 312-332-3776. This show over the last couple of weeks has been talking about Ian Happ and how good Ian Happ has been for this Cubs team. I think we did this topic, what, last Tuesday? Who's the MVP of the Cubs? And we laid out a couple of options. It was Ian Happ. It was you, Darvish. And then we kind of looked Hayward, maybe. Mm -hmm. some, Some different... You know, a couple of people suggested Rizzo. Um, and so we kind of, and Jeffress, uh, we looked at some of the options there for the Cubs. And we talked about how great of a season Ian Happ is having to this point. And I know we briefly uh, got to talk to Jesse about it with Waddle an hour ago at, at 5 o'clock here on ESPN 1000. But I heard something earlier today. And I thought that all of us on the baseball show, the baseball show community, Mm -hmm. uh, we all come together at 6 o'clock every night here on ESPN 1000. We talk baseball. I thought of of our great listeners when I heard this this morning because when I heard it, I was like, hold up. Hold up. Let me play the audio first. This is Jesse Rogers on Cap'n J. Hood Mm -hmm. earlier this morning. Mm -hmm. I believe he was on at 8 o'clock in the morning. And I hear Jesse say this. And I I stopped on my run. I was like, hold on. And there was a bird, and it looked at me and said, why are you stopping, guy? I said, well, Rogers made me stop. Take a listen to this. Here's Jesse earlier today. Can I give you another award winner? I'm I, uh, not winner, but uh, someone no one's really talking about for an award. Hmm. And I have an MVP vote this year. I've started to study this thing. You can write down 10 names. How many voters are going to write Ian Happ among their 10 names? And how high on that MVP final list is he going to appear? Because I'll tell you what, he's in the top five. Top five right now, especially, guys, if you only really look at the winning teams. Because I think in a 60-game season, the value of what Ian Happ is doing is huge, right? I mean, Juan Soto has a slugging percentage right up there with Babe Ruth and Barry Bonds. He really does. Yeah. But he's on a losing team, and there's a few of those guys. I think Ian Happ, um, Fernando Tatis, and about uh, Bryce Harper, maybe a couple other guys are in the running for, for MVP. So I heard that this morning, Abdallah, and I thought to myself, hold up, clearly Jesse Rogers doesn't listen to the baseball show. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he, he admitted that when he was on with Waddle. I mean, like you and I have been talking about Ian Happ for MVP or in the conversation of the MVP in the National League mm-hmm. for over two weeks now. And I heard that this morning, and Jesse like slides in there with the, well, someone know what nobody's talking about until I bring I it another to... Another award winner. I, I'm, I'm uh, not winner, but uh, someone no one's really talking about. No one's really award. talking about Jesse. We've been talking about for two weeks. He's the reason this team has been playing well. Yeah, 100%. Ian Hayward. Yes, 100%. Happen Hayward. That's it. Ian Happ. And if you say, what, what are you guys making a big deal? Is Ian Happ really having a year that would be... Uh, of a MVP liking, and I would say, yeah, right now, 10 home runs, his slash line of 311, 421, 648, with a weighted runs created plus of 180, which there's only two individuals in the National League with higher uh, weighted runs created plus numbers. One is Jesse Winker, Winkler Winker from the Reds. Uh, he's at 181, and they're not good. They're, they're a bad team. And Juan Soto, who's at 209, which is ridiculous, uh, the numbers he's putting up are crazy. He should be the MVP if the Nationals are any good. 
that's that's the problem here is the Nationals are not a good team. So will someone, even though they're putting up eye-popping numbers with the 11 home runs and the 354 average and the 758 slugging of Juan Soto, like those numbers are crazy good. But chances are, if the Nationals are not a playoff team, he's not going to be the MVP. The only other name I would suggest in the National League would be Fernando Tatis Jr., who we've spent a lot of time talking about as well. His weighted runs created plus is 172. His slash numbers are 305, 392, and 636. He has 13 home runs. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. and the Padres, not only are they one of the most exciting teams in baseball, they're going to be a playoff team, one of the more dangerous teams in the National League. He's also had all the hype. Like, Fernando Tatis Jr. is probably the MVP. Yeah. But Ian Happ should be in the conversation. And Jesse, we've been talking about it for two weeks. Ian Happ is definitely going to get some votes, and you're going to see that. And, I mean, you know, if he comes back and continues this pace, obviously. You know, like, if he bottoms out the rest of the season. But if I would have told you that we'd be in a Cubs season where... Ian Happ and Jason Hayward were leading the teams, the team in offensive categories. You'd be like, "Oh no, well, how bad are the Cubs this year?" Well, and then so remove the thirteen and three start. How bad are the Cubs this They're year? They're five hundred team. Okay, so so that's where to answer that question. Now you need Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, Contreras, mm-hmm. Schwarber. Mm-hmm. They all need to start performing above than what they've given you to this point in this season. Starts yeah. this weekend. I, I mean, it has to. It has to absolutely start. It's about time. Like, you need these guys to get going. You need Schwarber to get going. You need Bryant to get going coming off of injury. Baez, Rizzo, all these Contreras, all these guys need to get going because this team is not going to survive a first round, let alone a second round playoff uh, matchup. They might. It depends on the matchup. First round, maybe. But they're not getting out of the second round of the playoffs. Let's switch to this. Did you hear this and see this yesterday? Oh, boy, there it is. Way out of here. Oh, staircase shot. Bring him home. There's that hanging slider on a tee. He had him exactly where he wanted him and got one that he could handle. We've been waiting for him to pull the ball and see just how far he could hit it. And it's a long way. That's probably 450, 455. So from our friend Sarah Langs, and that was uh, Jason Bonet and Steve Stone on the Sox game last night, Luis Robert, that rocket that he launched into the stairwell. Uh, The velocity off the bat was at 113, the exit velo. It went 458 feet. Uh, Sarah Langs from MLV.com writes that this is the sixth 110-plus mile-per-hour home run this season from Luis Robert. He leads the majors. And those type of home runs. He just smashes the ball. It's insane. It's crazy how how hard. And if you make a mistake against him, he's going to make you pay. He's got to cut down on the strikeouts. But other than that, I mean, dude is a monster. Yeah, dude is an absolute monster. You and I talked about it the other night. Uh, you, you can make the argument his, his strikeout percentage is so high. But mm-hmm. you would also assume at a certain point... He's going to get better. Oh, yeah, And once he starts to get better, the strikeouts should come down. That's just adjusting to major league pitching. Like, like he's going to – you assumed he was going to have a lot of strikeouts this year because he's getting used to major league pitching. And I I would – 
if this was a 162-game season, you might see an adjustment sooner than later. It might take him a full season to adjust because you're only playing 60 games this season. He's not going to have those extra 100 games to make that adjustment. So that adjustment might not come until next season where he's as good of a player where that adjustment, if this was a normal season, you might have seen those numbers come down as early as this year, later in the year, because he would have seen so many, he would have had so many at-bats to get used to Major League pitching. And Sox fans might hope that he's that good, that he is the next Mike Trout-type player in Major League Baseball. For sure. Uh, Something to note in the lineup tonight, Anderson uh, will lead off for the Sox, uh, playing short. Uh, Mancada's at third, Abreu at first, Encarnacion, the DH, Robert. Batting fifth, Aloy behind Robert. So yeah. there you go. Some some protection. I know a lot of people are hoping that Robert moves even higher yeah. in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how it is tonight heading into the Royals matchup. And and on the mound, and to finish out, Aloy, McCann, Mazzara, and Madrigal uh, will be your batting lineup for tonight. And Dane Dunning on the mound looking for his first victory with a 2.89 ERA, even though he has pitched well so far up in the majors he just hasn't gotten a win yet yeah he's only been in for nine and a third innings you know but he's got 14 strikeouts he's been good he's only given up one home run he's he's the guy that you hope becomes that you know fourth or fifth starter for you next year you just want to see progress just keep this up you know just keep this going keep this momentum going don't you know, fall into uh, any bad habits with your mechanics or anything like that. He's still developing. He's still very young. This is a guy that you hope is in your rotation rotation for a while. So anything you get from him this year is a plus. You're going to need him, though. Uh, oh, yeah, right now, sure. you have, you have You're four, going to. You have four starters. Uh, yeah, and to, only two you can really count on for sure. To get into the playoffs and through playoff rounds, you will need Dane Dunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up next, we go first to third. The Baseball Show. On Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. All right, we'll get to it in a second. Uh, All right. right. This Anthony Rizzo update is hydrated by Body Armor with potassium-packed electrolytes, no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or dyes. Ditch your old sports drink and switch Body Armor. This Rizzo update yesterday, Rizzo went one for four. The Pirates beat the Cubs six to two. Rizzo's stat line, uh, his slash line right now is 233, 363. 450. He's in the lineup tonight playing first, batting third. Remember, body armor with potassium packed electrolytes, no artificial sweeteners, fly, flavors, or dyes. Ditch your old sports drink and switch body armor. It is so delicious. I go with the orange clementine. It's so good, especially chilled. Woo, baby. I've got uh, two bottles in my fridge right now, chilling so for good. tomorrow's thirty-six. Oh, you're bringing it to the course? Yeah, I mean, what am I going to? I'm not going. I'm not going to hydrate. I'm not going to refuel. Can you bring me one, too? Yeah, if you want to, you want a coconut? Or do you want a clementine? Uh, I'll do a coconut tomorrow. Okay, all right, all right. All right. So all right. Uh, that Anthony Rizzo update is presented by our great partners at Body Armor. Uh, this is the baseball show, but this is breaking news All right, on Chicago's home for sports here we go. ESPN 1000 this is the real Adam Schefter right real real everybody's going with it this is real y'all thought it was going to happen on Sunday Monday okay. Tuesday here it Wednesday. is let me read it uh here's the breaking news we have Bears news 
In a competitive battle, this is per Adam Schefter on Twitter. In a competitive battle, Bears are expected to name Mitchell Trubisky the starting quarterback, sources tell ESPN. It's due to the progression, leadership, and overall performance throughout camp. Nick Foles made the decision difficult for Matt Nagy, but the team feels strong about its quarterbacks. So Bears fans, as we head into this football season, 312-332-3776, tonight, Adam Schefter is reporting that Mitchell Trubisky will be the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. We will take your phone calls. We will talk about it because this is huge news because it really adjusts the way you have to look at how this season's going to play out. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is you cannot struggle out of the gates against the Lions, the Giants, the Falcons game, and the Colts. That's a four-week situation for the Bears heading into this season where you need to get at least three wins. You need to stack some wins early. Can Mitch Trubisky step to the plate, be a more improved quarterback, and take this team, an offense that was terrible last season, to the next level and keep this team competitive and get them into the playoffs? Breaking news is brought to you by PointsBet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet. Download the PointsBet app right now. Look, and we've said it from the jump, just pick the best quarterback. And if they believe that Mitchell Trubisky has made the improvements to become the starter and to earn the starting job over Nick Foles, then so be it. Now beat the Lions, then beat the Giants, then beat the Falcons, then beat the Colts. Because in this season surrounding COVID-19 and coronavirus, we don't know how many games they're going to be able to get in. Right, A college football game was already canceled for next week because of positive tests. Yeah. Now, as of right now, the NFL has not fallen under this category where they need to start worrying about canceling games because they're, in a, they're not in a bubble, but essentially teams are not really doing anything else except for going in, practicing football, and then going home. So now, you, have, you cannot fall behind. You cannot afford a loss to the Lions. You cannot afford a loss to the Giants. You cannot afford a loss to a team that you and I don't believe is very good in the Atlanta Falcons because what if this stops after 10 games? What if this stops after 11 games? And even if it doesn't, I go back to what the Titans did. The Titans fell fell to 2 and 4 before they pulled Mariota. Now he was injured but still they pulled they they didn't go back to him and right. Ryan Tannehill led them the rest of the way but he they had a great had, season. They yeah. had a tough climb to get back into and win that and make the playoffs, okay? And I don't think the Bears are in a division and the Bears are not in a place where they can fall behind that many games and come back and win and make the playoffs and be in the hunt, even though there is a second playoff team. So was it all tough love over the course of this training camp with Nagy and not wanting to give too much praise to Mitch Trubisky? Has he really looked that good in camp? I mean, the the writers seem to have been split back and forth. Mm -hmm. Who has looked good on which day and what's going on with the quarterbacks? It doesn't seem like either guy was really winning the job. And if they are going with Trubisky and they're giving him one more shot, how long does that shot last? Like, do, do the Bears have to... What, do we get to week five and then we're switching out and we're going to Nick Foles to hopefully save the day? Like, to me, as a Bears fan, this is this is why when we talked with Tom Waddle earlier today and we were mm-hmm. going through the schedule, mm-hmm. this is why I think it fluctuates between seven and nine and they could get all the way to 11 and five because I don't have the confidence that Trubisky's going to show up 
and be a very good quarterback week one. You know what I'm saying? So, so like, when you look at this, he lost the confidence of the team last season. We know that. Mm-hmm. Go back to you and think about the Eagles game, the Chargers game, mm-hmm. the Rams game when mm-hmm. he was pulled. I mean, I thought that this would be a new year. So now we are getting into a point, and it's, I get that there's going to be a side of it saying, well, you need to support him. Okay, I'll support some good football. I didn't see much good football last season from the quarterback, and now we are entering a spot where they have to be good from the jump. See, and here, here's the mentality uh, on Twitter. Pa- uh, Pasquale Monaco tweets us, at Chris Black, at Adam A. Abdallah, I ain't mad because Mitch will choke his way out of the job uh, by week two. Well, that Maybe puts us in a bad one. spot. That puts the Bears in an 0-2 hole. So, but, like I said, if the Bears truly believe that Mitchell Trubisky gives them the best chance to win, and this is not just a, all right, we'll give you one more chance, don't screw it up, because if it is, then the Bears are screwed. The Bears are screwed because you can't, you're not going to come out of a hole with the Vikings who are going to be good, the Packers who are going to be good, the Lions who are going to be better. If they, now, here's what's going to happen. This is a Friday, I don't know if it's a Friday news dump. It essentially is. It's a Labor Day well, weekend. Well, the decision was made and that got out quickly. Oh, think yeah. Think about it because they we informed were, him in a meeting today. So, I mean, think about how quick that stuff leaks. That he was informed and immediately Schefter finds out and he tweets. So if you're just tuning in, uh, it's ESPN 1000, Black and Abdallah. We usually talk baseball uh, from 6 to 7 here on the station. Uh, We are talking Bears football because Adam Schefter, eight minutes ago, tweeted that Mitchell Trubisky has been named the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears heading into this season, sources tell ESPN. Now just play well. Play well. Because if you don't and if if, if they come out and lose to the Lions, and it's because of him, and because the offense sputters, and because the offense hasn't uh, isn't caught up and not playing well, and he misses, he's still overthrowing receivers, he's still checking down, he's still stepping out of bounds instead of throwing it away three yards behind the line of scrimmage. I'm t- it, it, there will be pitchforks. There will be the mob will be coming for Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. Let's go to Nick and Lions. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Nick? Hey guys, how you doing? We're good. Man. I got a quick question. Yeah, uh, this is something I haven't heard, or maybe I just missed parts of the show. But uh, uh, a couple of my buddies, they've been dogging me because I've been saying it's Mitch, it's Mitch, and they're like, "Well, why would they sign Nick Foles? Because he has all these former quarterback coaches, and you know that's worked with him before." And I'm like, "Well, they've been seeing him in practices now. How do we know that?" They've seen him in these practices, and they're like, this isn't the guy that we coached before. He doesn't look like the guy that we coached before. So how do we know that's not making it more of a turmoil between the quarterbacks? That's a good point. And it could th- absolutely thanks, be thanks true. Thanks for the call, Nick. We it, appreciate it, could, it. It could absolutely be true. You know, they could have traded. And here's the other thing. Listen, great. Trubisky's a starter. Awesome. If he's good and has made the strides that they want him to, how bad does this look on Ryan Pace for trading a fourth-round pick and paying Nick Foles? No, it's a backup quarterback. I, but I don't, you, but I don't how have much a problem. are you giving him and what I you don't gave think up that for makes, him? That doesn't make him look bad. What makes him look bad is Trubisky not working out. I don't think trying to fix the position makes him look bad. Like, listen, I would have never given away a, a draft pick, let alone gone after someone when there were available quarterbacks who are starting for other teams in the NFL. 
Is Cam Newton going to start for the Patriots? Yeah. Did yes. the Patriots have to give up a draft pick? No. Okay. Well, so there are quarterbacks available yeah. that you could have brought in. Mm-hmm. Because remember, the whole point was, well, Nick knows the system. He's mm-hmm. comfortable with the coaches. Mm-hmm. Like Nick just told us in lines. Right? Like, if he was comfortable with the coaches, he knew the offense. Wasn't that the point for them going after him and not after a better quarterback in Cam Newton? What was the reason for not going after Cam Newton? No idea. I other, like Cam Newton. Other than, other than you were concerned about his injury, I have no idea. Seems like the Patriots are cool with it, right? Because not only was he named the starter, he was named a team captain, and that in the... So he's in, good in if, the room, Well, huh? if you were listening to uh, Mike Greenberg earlier today, he talked to Rob Ninkovich and was talking about how what captains do. They meet specifically with Bill Belichick every week and talk about the team and how the team is doing, and he's trusted by these team captains, and he, he ha- those team captains have Belichick's trust. So but I, a guy, but I thought Foles was the only one that could pick up this system in I, such a I thought weird Cam off was season. a bad locker. I thought Cam was bad for the room. Bad that's for the room. I, that's what I was told. But it's apparently ridiculous. he's good enough for the Patriots room. He's good enough to be the captain of the damn team. Yeah. Or one of them. So we'll take your calls. 312-332-3776. Bears news tonight. Mitchell Trubisky per Adam Schefter in ESPN will be the starting quarterback week one against the Lions. We will take your calls. We're supposed to be talking baseball, but we're talking football with you right now. This is the baseball show. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. It's the baseball show here on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah with you. Thanks to Sean Davis for producing tonight's show. You can download the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. We are talking Bears football, though, because there's breaking the news night. this hour. Sad the night is number 10. Uh, number 10, as in Mitchell Trubisky, Adam Schefter on ESPN is reporting. The Bears quarterback is expected to be named the starting quarterback. Sources tell ESPN. Nick Foles made the decision difficult for Matt Nagy, but the team feels strong about its quarterbacks. Uh, so there you go. Mitch Trubisky is the starting quarterback heading into week one. Let's go to Josh in Cherville. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Josh? How are we doing, gentlemen? We're all right. What's up, man? No, so listen to ESPN 1000 all the time. You guys are great. Uh, my biggest thing here is we're talking about quarterbacks, right? You're talking about Foles, you're talking about Trubisky. So Trubisky is possibly the starter. The issue I have, the Chicago Bears team, which nobody, I haven't heard people call and talk about, you have outstanding defense, correct? Well, it could be a top five defense, a top ten defense. So guess what? If you cannot sustain a drive, and sustaining a drive in NFL is being able to run football. It's not the quarterback. It comes down to coach, offensive line, and running the football. So your defense could be outstanding. But if your defense is on the field for eight minutes and the offense goes out and they're only out there for two minutes and that defense right back on the field, that's where we have the issues in Chicago. It's not necessarily a quarterback thing. You need to bring somebody in here that can run the ball and run the ball hard, and there's nobody left in that running back room that can do that. Well, look, I, and I, I agree with you, Josh, and I think that that makes the Lions game that much harder where if the defense is out there, right, and they're stopping the Lions and they're stopping Matthew Stafford, and let's say it's a close game, right? 
Are you going in there with Tariq Cohn and Cordero Patterson as your running backs? It's going to be tough. And even if even if you do sign a guy off the street tomorrow, once cuts are happening, you you have less than a week to you have one week to get ready. Yeah. You have one week, to, and I understand you're you're running the ball. You're just running hand the ball off, run hand the ball off, run. But there's still plays and there's schemes and all that kind of stuff. Are you, um, unless David Montgomery's healthy and we don't know about it, and he's going to be able to start week one, you've got Tariq Cohen and Cordell Patterson as your running backs right now. That's it. So, and Ryan Null, but whatever. You, you know what I mean? Those are your top two running backs yeah, right now. Yeah, and I don't I don't trust that as as the lead running backs for your team. You need David Montgomery to be healthy. Uh, to Josh's point. It's a nuanced conversation. I understand what he's saying. I understand. You do have to run the football. Absolutely. But don't you think if you had a quarterback who could stretch the field, who can complete passes at a high clip, who could make a play outside of the ordinary, um, don't you think that, yes, with a running game, but don't you think you would get more first downs within a game also that way? Mm-hmm. You know, like a, a part of it is there is a mindset in this city where people think defense and running the football equals championship. Because we saw it in 85. The problem is that was a long time ago. Uh, in the NFL now, you have to score points, like 30-plus points, to be an elite team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to only do it with a quarterback. Look at the San Francisco 49ers. They had a stellar offensive running game last year. Mm-hmm. Led by that offensive line, led by multiple backs, led by uh, Jimmy Garoppolo making the right plays at the right time throughout the season. I get it. He wasn't great in the playoffs. I understand that. But the Bears last season, for yards per play, were 31st in the league at 4.7. That's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're rolling out the same quarterback with minimal changes offensively, to Josh's credit, I mean, what are they going to do at running back without Montgomery healthy? I mean, Ted Ginn Jr., that's your solution to change. And, and Jimmy Graham? I mean, you better hope that Cole Komet is a stellar player from day one. Because if you can kind of piece that together and actually utilize some of these players, you got to trust with the quarterback to use the items on the field. And I'm not, I don't have the trust that this quarterback is able to do so because we've seen over the course of time he's not. So that's what we have going into the season. A team that was 31st in yards per play last season in the NFL with Trubisky at quarterback. So going forward, he is going to have to stretch the field. Yes, they need a running game. I don't disagree, Josh. They need a running game. But that quarterback's got to be a lot better this season. I just, I, I, and look, I hope they win. I hope they, they. I'm a Bears fan. I hope the best for the team, but I don't understand how a guy who went from middle of the road in 2018 and to second in in, in QBR went and then went from to that to bottom quarter, if not dead last in most offensive categories, has all of a sudden turned it on. Has all of a sudden said. Oh, he became Neo overnight. But he has stopped though. the bullets we, right in the final scene. We've seen the reports. We've seen all the reporters report that he hasn't looked great. He's had some nice days. And Nagy's barely commented on that. Let's go to Eric and McHenry. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Eric? Eric hung up. Oh, okay. He was a Nick Foles fan. He wanted to get in and, and talk about Nick Foles. Well, I mean, this to me also... 
Just Who's, like our just like our guy Cap. We're gonna start Nick. He said that the other we're day. We're gonna start mm-hmm. Nick. This is audio from his show. We're gonna start Nick. Trubisky's starting though. We're gonna start Nick. But he said it on his show. We're gonna start Nick. On his show. We're gonna start Nick. But Trubisky's starting per Adam Schefter as of tonight. I I would uh I would love to know uh who had final say on this decision as well. Well, I listen. This col- remember the the collaborative yeah. effort? That this was going to be? How long is this going to be until Foles is in there? I hope does, it's not too anyone, late. Any of the people running around with their pom-poms and celebrating Trubisky starting, any of those people, do they think that Trubisky's going to start all 16? He Well, he hasn't because of injury, but he's never no, been. No, no, but like as the starter? <sighs> From what I'm seeing, and I know it's a it's a it's a it's a vocal minority on Twitter and 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 in the Twitch chat, twitch.tv slash ESPN one thousand Chicago, it's like, oh, okay, so he cool, he's gonna start the half and then what and then Well, you know, JJ Stankovitz has been on this air multiple times in the last week saying that like he doesn't think just because Mitch is named the starter at some point that he would finish the game in Detroit. Yeah. That's not a ringing endorsement. No, it's not. And I can't even imagine. I mean, if you go out there and you make that decision and you've got to make the and you've got to make the switch at halftime of the Lions game or or maybe even the second game. Like, at what point does it does it not look bad that they have to make the decision? All right. We're off on Monday, but we will be back on Tuesday night and Tuesday with Waddle and Sylvie at two. A big week. Football is back next week. We'll talk to you then. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago Chicago app.